Thank you for joining us for Breakthrough with Pastor Jason Stanford. Breakthrough is a place where you can find community, encounter Jesus, and discover purpose. Please take a moment to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single message. Let's go straight into the service recorded at Breakthrough Church in Cookville, Tennessee. Enjoy. Because I know how powerful an anointing uh, pastor is, and it's an honor that he uh, asked me to come and speak tonight. And we can't take the stage lightly, and we can't take the message lightly. But we can take it out to the world, amen? amen. And that's the coolest thing about Jesus, is that he can use anybody. You know, there's an old song that you, you, it used to go like this. It said, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Isn't that crazy? If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands and my feet. Touch my heart and speak through me. Isn't that crazy? And that's kind of what, what I grew up on when I was back in the day. You see, uh, I, never had, I never had a daddy. I never had a daddy to help me through life. My mama, me and my mama, she was, she was a single parent and... Uh, I grew up broke. I remember going to the refrigerator and opening up the refrigerator door and seeing nothing but just a can of tuna. And it was the craziest time in my life. How many of you been there tonight? Amen? There's some of you that have never experienced that and some of you have. And what's crazy is that God still chose me to come and live today just like he chose you to be here today. And there's a reason why you're here tonight. You see, the times are hard. Times that we live in are really hard. Times that we live in are challenging. There's challenging things around us right now. You may have been having a great day today and somebody came into your life and messed you all up. And then you come to church and you're like, I really don't want to be here. And it, and it does happen, I promise you. It happens more than not. But see, church is a place when you come into the place, when you walk in, it should be a place where the anointing hits you just like that and you begin to feel a difference. Mm -hmm. Amen? Yes. Church is a place I should say this, church used to be a place where you could come and at the, at the beginning of the door, the anointing would hit you so hard, you'd fall. And I used to hear these stories, my grandpa used to tell me when I was 14 years old. Because see, my grandpa, he, he was a drunkard. My mom actually has a metal plate in her head because he had an accident and it actually woke him up to come to the altar. And when he came to the altar, he was drunk. And God set him free. The fire burned through his body. Isn't that crazy? 
It's, it's mind-blowing to me. It's mind-blowing to me. Maybe the enemy tonight has been telling you that last year was a horrible year and this year is going to be the same. But I want to tell you tonight, it's not going to be the same. Amen? We don't come to a church called Breakthrough just so that way we can sit through. We come to a church so we can get breakthrough, so we can go out and break through the spiritual heaviness that's in our city. Amen? And God has called you here to do that. It's not a coincidence that you are here. It's, it's not a coincidence that God has brought you here. You see, God didn't mean for us to feel defeated or despaired. And a lot of times we think that God wants us to feel defeated and despaired. I used to think that God sat up there on the big high throne, and, and this is before I read the word, and he would just judge me because I felt so bad in my heart. You see, not growing up with a mom, not, uh, not really a mom because she always worked. And not growing up with a daddy, I realized that it was all me and nobody else. And so because I had to go to school, I started driving to school. When I was in middle school, I was 12 years old driving to school. And when I got to school, I didn't want to be in school because I just didn't care too much about school. I'm just going to be honest with you. How many of you don't like school? I just don't like school. Y'all are lying. I know y'all. I know y'all are lying. I know y'all don't want to raise your hand. Don't look like you're smarter than you are. Come on. I, I know it because I, I hate school. But, I, but now as I'm getting older, I love to learn. Amen. Amen. Because there's something inside of me that says time is of the essence. There's something inside of all of us that says time is of the essence. They used to preach. God was coming back soon. I don't want to say that that was a false teaching, but I don't believe it was for that time. I believe it's for now. Now is the time we should be preaching Jesus is coming soon. We can hear it all throughout our news, we can feel it. We can sense something in our spirit. Something is happening. Something is happening. You see, the enemy tries, tried so much to attack me in a place that I never thought because I didn't know and I didn't understand. Matthew 6.25 says, therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Father God, we just thank you for tonight, Lord. Father, I pray that as the word comes forth, Lord God, I pray that, God, you will anoint my lips to speak your word. I 
pray that, God, you would give me the strength and the wisdom and the understanding and the, and the Holy Spirit to hear your voice and what you want to share to your people tonight. Father, I thank you for these amazing people, and I pray that, God, every word that comes out of my mouth would pierce my heart, would pierce their hearts, that breaks your heart. God, we want to hear from heaven. So, Father, I thank you for tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name. In John 10.10, 10, it says this. The thief, the thief comes only to steal kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy has not changed. He's still doing the same old, same old, same old. The enemy has never changed his attacks. He's still doing things to you that you have, and I have been dealing with since we were born. Isn't that crazy? And if he does, and if he hasn't, he tries to figure out a way for him to spark something again inside of us so we can be angry towards God. So what does that do? It stops us in our minds from being who God has called us to be. You see, Satan attacks our mind with fear and doubt and confusion. In the story of the Garden of Eden, in Genesis 3.1, Satan tempted Eve to doubt God's goodness and love for her by making her question who God is and his heart for her. People look at me and they say, man, you can sing. And you know what I think? I cannot sing worth a lick when I listen to Celine Dion. <laughs> She's amazing. Or when I listened and I learned from, uh, when I heard like, you know, uh, Fred Hammond. Because see, nobody really taught me how to sing. Nobody taught me how to truly sing. But Jesus. And you know how he taught me how to sing? He, he, I turned the old gospel stations on back in the day and I would listen to gospel music and that's how I would learn. Then I heard Whitney Houston and I learned through Whitney Houston. Then I listened to secular artists that had amazing voices and all I wanted to do was learn how to hit notes that Whitney and Mariah could do. And I was blown away how God began to open up the doors. And when my cousin, years ago, he looked to me and he said, Andy, I think you can sing when I was listening to a guy named Daryl Evans on the way home when I had no license and he had the license and I was in sin, but even though I just gotten saved and all that stuff, and my youth pastor left and they needed a worship pastor, he turns to me and he says, I believe you can sing. And I said, God, there's no way you can use me. Because in my mind, my mind was struggling. And here's why. Because I didn't tell you that in my mind, I thought I could never read. You see, I grew up in special ed. 
My middle school teacher said, you will never, ever, ever become anything. And I said, no way. I was so determined to do something. One time my friend told me, he said, you know, Andy, why are you so driven? And I didn't realize this until years later, that the reason why I was so driven is because everybody that knew me said I was stupid. But God. <laughs> Amen? Praise God. God, I shouldn't be here talking to you. I know that when I step up on the stage, that it's not about me saying, here I am. When I was younger, I used to do it, and God would always shut me down. But every stage I've been on, since I learned that God was my daddy, God puts me on, and he takes me off. You see, some of you in, in, in your mind, you've been saying, God, I can't do this. Some of us in our mind have been saying, I can't do this, God. I want to give up in life. I'm not good enough, but I'm here to tell you that tonight you are good enough and God wants to take you out of where you've been and take you into something you haven't even been to yet. Amen? Amen. Because see, that's what he did for me when I was younger. He put me, for, he took me out of the hood and put me into some rich school that a teacher took me into her home, me and my mom, and said, I see purpose in you, I see vision in you, and I want to help you. And that's why I get to stand right here today. And her name is Carol Parker. And Miss Carol, she was the nicest, young, uh, the coolest white lady I ever met in my life. You know, when I got saved, I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the hood, and I thought I was this bad man with Jemma, you know, going in and doing that stuff. And then I got into church, Assembly of God Church in DeSoto, Texas, and a big old white man named Brian Bickerstaff came and kissed me on the forehead, and I said, what is this white man doing? He's supposed to be killing me. Instead, he said he loved me. Because, see, I grew up thinking that that's how it should be. Because that's what the world told me it was supposed to be like. And then when I found Jesus in the kingdom, he told me a whole another different story. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And it was crazy. Guys, I'm here to tell you tonight. What is the enemy attacking your mind with? Is he attacking your mind with fear? Is he attacking your mind with confusion? Is he attacking your mind saying that there's no direction? You know, the other day when I was praying, I said, God, what do you want me to speak on? And I felt like there was some of you in here tonight that said, I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm retired. Guys, I'm here to tell you that we aren't retired. You aren't too old. You can go do this thing called the gospel. That's it. 
The gospel is powerful. The gospel. But what it takes is for you to be strong. What it takes is for us to be strong in our mind and in our hearts so we can go out and show people what God has given us. And a lot of times we come to church and we sit in the pews and we think and we think and we hear great messages and we see that we can do things. But in reality, we don't do it because we don't think we're good, good enough to do it. When I began to understand this thinking of, in, of my mind, all of a sudden the doors began to open up wide. All of a sudden I got to go on tour. All of a sudden I got to go and speak to other people. All of a sudden, and, I, and I'm like, God, why are you using me? Like, I am from the hood. I should be in prison. People thought that I, that's where my destiny was. Even somebody, a pastor told me, a leader said, look, you shouldn't be here in the places that you get to come. He said, you should not be here. Because in his mind, his thinking was small. And that's what he told me. And I said, but God. Amen? But God. God said, you can do this. You can do this. Businesses that you didn't own, you can pray about it. God will give it to you. You want to start a business? Start a business. I tell my boys all the time, I say, look. You know how to read, you know how to write, you know how to spell. Man, you can make a million dollars. But the enemy tries to keep us so bound up in the, our mind and, and tells us every time that we can't do it. When I moved here, people said, you cannot be in the music industry, you're too fat. Right here. That's where is the problem. We think that we can't do this. And you know what? I don't really care if God chooses to put us in the music industry or whatever. I don't really care. I just want Jesus. 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 People come here from all over. I live in Franklin. We know this. We live in Nashville. People come from all over the world to do one thing, to be famous. When they don't realize that they are already famous to one man. And that's the man that can take care of everything they need. They don't get it. So what is the enemy trying to lie to you about in your mind? Some of you have been putting people down and some of you have been all the ones that are getting put down. But what is the enemy trying to do in your mind? The next area the enemy, I believe, attacks, you, attacks us in is our body. Look, guys, I'm going to be straight up honest with you on this one. I do not work out, and obviously you can tell, okay? I used to almost be 300 pounds. 300 pounds. But when I was in high school, I, 
I would go and work out. I would wake up at five o'clock in the morning. When I got married, I got into an ice cream, uh, uh, this ice cream company, this business, and I ate ice cream every day because that's my addiction, okay? So I'm sorry that some of us have bad addictions, all right? But I'm going to tell you, those things that I used to do have affected my body today. And what I realize is that some of the things that I've dealt with was tiredness, was giving up on some of my dreams because I get discouraged because the enemy tries to hit my mind. I don't feel good enough, so man, isn't that a bad toxicity? My mind's telling me, hey, you can't do it. You suck because the teacher told me. And then my body says, well, I, you can't get up, so don't do it. I got two things working against me. How many of you feel that sometimes? I got two things working. He tries to get us bound up with addictions. Because if we can be addicted to something, then he's got you. He helped. He, he, when he gets you addicted to something, now you feel that guilt and condemnation. And when you feel guilt and condemnation, the enemy tries so hard to make you feel that way so you don't become anything. So we don't become anything at all whatsoever. And that's stuff that I have struggled with as well. And I'm a barber, okay? And I'm cutting hair a lot of times, and I get to talk to these people, and some of the things that I'm talking about tonight, those, these simple little things, but yet big things, they all deal with it. Every one of them. Everybody I've talked to, well, I just can't, I don't know, I can't believe, I don't know why, I just can't believe, I just, I don't know, my wife hates me, my kids, they don't listen to me, I don't even spank my kids, they just don't listen to me. Oh, man, I need to lose weight, yeah, this year, yeah, man, I mean, I'm trying to work out, I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I do this, I do that, but I just want results right away. I hear it all being a barber, you guys know this. When you're a barber, man, people just talk. I mean, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, wow. I'm... It, it's mind-boggling. And the weight that you feel as a barber, as, as a hairstylist, you're like, you're their pastor in some ways. In Matthew 4, Chapter 4, verse 2 through 4. Satan knew Jesus was fasting, hungry, so he came and tempted him with food to get him to stop fasting. There, I truly believe that I know that a lot of churches nowadays have been doing this 21-day fast, and I get that. It went from 40 days to 21. That's a really big deal. 
and thank God because I needed that because I love food, all right? I, I don't know what happened, but back in the day, it was a 40-day fast. Now it's a 21-day fast. I'm waiting for the, no, I just heard of a three-day fast. So I'm waiting for that one-day fast. Come on, Jesus, one-day fast. Nope, he, ain't, he don't. He's like, I did 40, I want you to do 43. I'm just kidding. But I think sometimes when, G, when Jesus was tempted, when he was in the wilderness and that food was there, and Satan tried, and Satan tried to tempt him when he was fasting and hungry and tempted, it was cool about Jesus that he didn't give up. He kept going on. Guys, what is stopping us tonight? What is stopping us from persevering? What is stopping, what is stopping us from moving forward? What do you feel like the enemy is tempting you in? Are you, what are you struggling in? Is it tiredness? Is it weakness? What is it? Let's come against that. Let's, let's, let's roll. Because now is not the time to give up. It's not the time to give up. It's the time to give in to what God wants for your life. And some of you, I know I can hear it. It's weird. I feel like I can hear people saying, oh, well, I'm just done. I, I'm on retirement, you know. But yet you go to the store. And all you have to do is speak Jesus. Yet we go to the store. All we have to do is shine a light. The other day, uh, uh, my realtor came into the house, a friend of mine, and he said, man, I love your son. My oldest son, he's here with me tonight. He didn't want me to put him out, but he's in the back there. He's my son. Uh, he said, man, I don't know. He didn't tell him this, but he told me and my wife this, and it was so cool. He said, you know, and my, and, and, and my friend that's a realtor, he is not saved, okay? He, he's in a, he has his own religion, they say, something like that. But he goes, you know what? That kid, I can see Jesus on that kid. That's what he told me and my wife, and it was so cool. And I'm telling you, us tonight is, have you ever had an opportunity in the last couple of weeks that people said, I see Jesus? I know it's hard sometimes because let me tell you something. When somebody says, man, you don't know how to cut your hair. That happened to me when I, when I was first a barber. They said, you don't know how to cut hair. Can you help him? Man, do you understand the pain that? That is, it makes you feel this small. And thank God that was four years ago because today I probably shown the love of Jesus with a smack on the head or something. <laughs> Shave his beard off, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I would do something, but I don't know. But can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we were just to show Jesus because we were selfless? Can you imagine if we were just to show Jesus how this place would be even more packed than it is today? God has called us to rise up in this place. 
God is not done with us here. I'm here to tell you God is not done with you. I'm here to tell you that. If I can shout it from the rooftops, God is not done with you. He wants to use you. He wants to use you in your business. He wants to use you at the grocery store. He wants to use you. You say, but my kids are horrible. They go into clubs, they drink and they smoke and they're doing crazy things. My aunt and my uncles are dying left and right because of COVID and all these other things that are going on in the world. But Jesus already knew that this was going to happen. God already knew that all these things were going to happen. And all he asked is that we would have a little faith as a mustard seed. And he said, with that little mustard seed, we can move mountains. Isn't that crazy? Mountains would be moved if we just believed, if we just trust, if we just knew how to take care of our bodies and take care of ourselves. And let me tell you, I'm trying. It is hard. I love ice cream. My kid is right there, and he will tell you, my daddy is addicted. And you know where he's addicted? Ice cream. I love ice cream. I struggle with this. But isn't it crazy that when I look at the church and when we look at the body, they're addicted? Isn't it amazing when you look at the church and when you look at the body of Christ, that the church is also hurting well as well? Isn't that amazing that when you look at the church, one of the biggest things as a whole the church struggles with is mind things? Look at what's happening in our world today. We don't even know. I, I'm from Colorado. There's more weed stores than there are churches. And some of these churches now are having to do to make some adjustments with the gay and lesbian movement, things that are happening. God has called us. God has called us. The next area of attack is in our spirit. God promised Abraham a son. But instead, Abraham slept with his maidservant. He said, I'm going to take the promise because you haven't given it to me yet, God. I'm going to take the matters into my own hands. And because of that, what's happened? In Matthew chapter 4, 8 through 10 says this. We see that Jesus was tempted by Satan to walk in pride and bow down to him. But Jesus told Satan to go away, to get away. For we are to worship the Lord our God and serve him only. See, nobody really ever taught me how to worship, guys. The way that I learned was 7 to 6 o'clock in the morning on Thursday. And I would spend time in his presence. I would spend time in the spirit. 
And what came out is why I'm here today, leading you in worship. My mama used to wait from seven at night to six in the morning in the car because we, didn't, we weren't wealthy enough to have enough money to go. So we didn't have another car. So she had to wait for me while I was praying. She didn't join me. We just started praying. Me and a, and a couple of youth pastors, friends of mine. The only way to change is getting to the altar and crying out to God and saying, God, I'm hungry. I need you. And when you begin and when we begin to do that, we will see the doors open wide. I promise you. I've seen it. You've seen it. We've seen it. Why? Because when we stay into, in his presence and we get into the spiritual realm, God begins to speak to us. He begins to move. Healings begin to happen because we begin to pray and we begin to ask God, hey, God, here we are. We are sacrificing. We're saying, God, we're hungry for you. We want more of you. We don't need anything else but you. Yeah. Amen. In closing tonight, when you feel like giving up, be reminded that God loves you and wants you to live life in the fullness. God has a plan for you, a purpose for you. Not to harm you. If you're struggling in life, don't give up tonight. Don't give in. If suicide is trying to take you out, don't do it. Don't take your life. If the enemy's saying that you're no good, don't do it. Go to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Love Jesus. Don't give in. Fight for your kids. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your family. Fight for your friends. Don't give in. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't give up. Because I promise you, I promise you, Jesus will always show up. Three things really quick to take home with you. Run to Jesus for peace and a sound mind. Stay in the truth, which is the word. Speak the word. Put it in, on your mirror. Put it on your car. Maybe we should print it on our cars, amen? I don't know what we got to do, but we got to do something. And know your calling today. Know that you are called. Guys, there's so much turmoil in this world. You don't need to hear another message. What we need is Jesus. 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 All we need is Jesus. And when you have Jesus, you have everything you need. But that's why I love Pastor Jason. 
is because when he begins to speak, you could tell the fire of God is in there. I've traveled all over. I've seen a lot of crazy things, just as well as a lot of you. But when I come here, there's something that's moving here, and you want Jesus. I can see it in you. I can hear it when you sing. Guys, I go to churches and they don't even sing. And I'm like, how can you not sing? Why? I go to these churches and they don't even sing. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Alpha, the Omega is right there. And they don't even give him praise. How are you going to go to a boring church? Why don't you just go to a movie? Gee, let's stand tonight. Thank you for joining us for today's message. Please take a moment to like, rate, and subscribe. This helps us reach more people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and ensures you will never miss a message. For more information on Breakthrough Church, please check us out on Facebook or email us at info at findbreakthrough.com. Breakthrough is located at 480 Old Kentucky Road in Cookville, Tennessee, and we would love for you to join us in person. Services are at 8.30 and 10.30 on Sunday mornings and 6.30 Wednesday nights. We offer ministry for all ages and look forward to seeing you soon.